2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: Do the show, bitch.
1: Welcome to Bannon Woods
3: try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat
1: some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell pro sports. Steven Woods. <laughs> that was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All
4: right. Get ready tier ones.
1: Oh, it's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning
4: everybody. Do the show, bitch. All right, everybody, halfway home on a Monday. Where's Woods? I don't know. He, waits, he waits until the last, like, 10 seconds yeah. before we come back from break, and then he goes to the bathroom.
1: Welcome back. He's just <laughs> celebrating the fact that we were the only sports talk show in America, not to mention Taylor Swift, in the first two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was a, concert, it was of a, the program. a concerted effort. <laughs> I, was, I mean, listen. We made it. It was, it was saturation yesterday with the Taylor Swift going to a football game. I mean, that was like as saturating as it could get. You thought Dion hype was bad. You throw Dion on Saturdays, Taylor on Sundays, and you're in for it, man.
1: I did a whole Taylor Swift song titles pun opening to my show last night on Channel 10. Where is it? That's I mean, the kind
4: of content why, we need. Why wouldn't you give that? To we would. Us. We would have done two hours on Taylor Swift. Find material. It. Can you find it?
1: I can find it. I mean, I don't know that I can find the video. I can give. I can find my script if you'd oh, like. Oh yes, <laughs> I'll read it for you. Even better. Even better. Let me see if I can call up the script. Give me a second.
4: Yeah, right.
3: yeah. No problem.
1: Right.
4: No problem.
3: Pauly is the, uh, <laughs> as the uh, resident Swifty, What were your thoughts?
4: Um. <sighs> I don't like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I really don't. You think she? There's a lie. lot of worse people in the NFL. He's like, a, do not make. Don't don't get me wrong. Hundred percent. If you're gonna go, he seems like a tool. He seems right. like he belongs in WWE. He's a good. If he wasn't really
3: good at football, but he's seemingly a good job.
4: Yeah, uh, good guy. I, him and his brother seem like good dudes. Uh, their podcast. I see clips are going around. I thought it was honestly. I thought it was fun to see her in a somewhat normal setting like she screamed let's effing go it was interesting when kelsey scored i was like good for her good for her she's out at a football
3: game enjoying herself now it's a little odd i mean they're not Really official or anything like that. She's already meeting his mother. She was, was sitting the with the mom.
4: Booth. They were seen leaving
3: together. That's a big moment. Should you have you know? screamed, let's effing go, right in front of his mom? <laughs> on the Maybe, I'm assuming, the first time you met her.
1: I feel like the Kelseys, though, You know, they're, they're known. The parents are even known. They're pretty into it. The Kelseys in the woods. They'd be fine. <laughs> it would fly in our
3: family. Not many families would fly. <laughs> but in our family, it, we actually expect it. Uh, from Bo and Taylor's girlfriends at some point. Uh, but, no, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, she did. She made it. And then, a lot of hype. And then it never stopped. <laughs> right. It just never, anytime you open Twitter, you're like, oh, my gosh, Taylor Swift is at the game. Do you have your...
1: My, my script? Yeah, I've got to go through the whole, i got to sign up for the VPN, you know, and get everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes me a minute. Take your course, time. of course, now i got to go into the archive. Yeah, take your time. I'm about 30 seconds away from calling up the script from last night for the start of this is my sports extra show my 11 30 uh, 11 right at the top and now I just have to scroll down about 10 more seconds and I'm there all right you ready here's welcome to show last night the Padres will just need to shake it off after a cruel summer welcome to the show i'm ben higgins you belong with me for the next 15 minutes as we get to taylor swift's appearance at the kansas city chiefs game and you know she'd appreciate the loyal trying to make a run to the playoffs before their big franchise breakup that was my open to the uh the show last night it's not bad
3: (laughs) (laughs) i can see his face as it like as he started to sit down, <laughs> that is what happened. That yeah. is that is what happened.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you got to come up with a show open every single week, sure. and, and most of the time it's just kind of the same. <laughs> hey, we got a huge slate of football <laughs> games. We're going to get into all of it first, though. of a disappointing Padres loss today, there's only so many different things, and I I saw something, and I go, okay. At least I can make it a little different today. Let's do Taylor Swift themed at the start here. It's fantastic. Yeah, I had some video of her in the, you know, cheering yeah. and, you know, got to the Chiefs game in a little bit, but this is what we're I'm a sports caster. This is what I do. Yeah,
3: you and every I mean, I, if I had to put the over under of Twenty thousand other sportscasters across the country that did the exact same thing.
1: I'd take the over, wouldn't you? I mean, it's a winning formula. It's right?
3: absolutely yeah, You don't if it's not broke, you don't you
4: fix it. don't want to it.
1: disappoint people by yeah. you know going outside the box there. So I get it.
4: So I, what's their what's their couple name going to be? You know, please, Jennifer. Would they be Travis and Taylor? Would they be Trailer? Trailer. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Swelfsy. Swelfsy Sw- 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 doesn't Sw- roll off the tongue. C. I think you got to go with trailer, and that's not a great.
3: Kellift. It's not well, terrible.
4: I, I do you think.
3: I don't even want to ask it. Never mind. I mean, it's trending right now Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift.
4: It's like the number one story on ESPN. So stupid.
3: I hate it here. What does Megan think? Megan, your wife, is a she huge loves it. Swift. She likes the movie. She loves it. Okay.
4: She thinks uh, it was sweet that she was with her mom, uh, his mom. Yeah and she you know she's seen the same clips going around of their podcasts she's like they seem like good guys okay. and what if Jason your Kelsey's Reed? wife seems good and are, you, aunt, are, you, your, are you, you worried
3: about distraction? Yeah.
4: <laughs> no. They're
3: pros.
1: They all have girlfriends. They've dated. They do. But, I, you know, being with Taylor Swift is like girlfriend times well, a million.
4: Didn't slow him down yesterday. He was fine. And true. but I did you see know, a picture of you, uh, a, a meme. It was a guy scaling a wall, a building on the outside. Jackson Mahomes. It was Jackson <laughs> Mahomes trying to get into that suite. <laughs> Part
1: of being a successful athlete, especially one with the profile of, of Travis Kelsey, which is pretty high. I mean, he does his own commercial. Commercials And everything is dealing and managing the distractions, you know, keeping them, you know, to a minimum or at least creating like two different parts of your life. And this is obviously going to add to that distraction factor really slowed Tom Brady down all those years <laughs> dating Giselle Buncheon And and uh, yeah, I mean, in, there, I, you make the argument. I mean, Tom was much more famous than Giselle in this country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for this sure. is different. This is different. He, you know, Travis Kelsey is dating or friends with someone who is quite possibly the most famous person in the world yeah, right now. on the now. planet, for sure. And that is going to come with, pop, you know, more I don't, paparazzi. Here, here's the thing. I don't, don't think
3: she's going to be at practice. No, but. I don't think she's going to be in Andy Reid's ear going, you need to get Travis involved more but there will, in the offense.
1: There will now be more. <clears throat> non football reporters who cover Travis Kelsey just to see what he's up to. I think it'll be fine. I you really know. do. I, I, think it, I think. I, it's I mean, non-s- probably, non-story. but it's, it's something that you can't just ignore and go. I oh, know. I'm not worried about it at all. We're just going to keep doing everything that we normally do. I think
3: they will. It's Kansas City, number one. You know, they're in Kansas City. If this is if if he plays for the 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 Rams or if he plays for the Giants or something, you know, the Jets, I think it might be a little bit bigger story. But you're playing in Kansas City. Pretty, uh, I'm wearing
4: about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. Hey, it's kind of annoying,
3: but I I, <laughs> I do. He's a really good football player, man. He is a really really good football I mean, player. As long as
4: you keep him at home together, like he's probably going to be the greatest tight end to ever. do WK
3: it. says I can't believe this is being discussed. I can't either, and I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm massively massively sorry for it.
4: <laughs> it had is, to be done. This is the world we live in. This is where we
3: are uh, as a as a. Populous right now. So yeah, we'll continue to monitor that situation. Like we have a choice. It's going to be there. Um it is going to be there regardless. I mean
1: you mentioned the trending topics. My top one is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. My third one is just Kelsey and Swift. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the top trending topic, it's all of the top trending topics. Yeah, no question. So I think, you know, hey,
3: listen, congrats to those crazy kids. And uh, didn't slow him down yesterday at all. Um, And, you know, but I do want to talk some NFL. We have to talk some NFL.
4: Let me get back to the crazy coach idea.
3: It's so good. Uh, let's do. We were going to do. Lanning, um, we did landing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jake it? Dicker. Jake. How, Jake. How about Jake Dicker okay, of I, Washington I, State? I've got some thoughts on this as well. So
1: this is the game that I was obviously paying close attention to. My my wife is the Wazoo alum, so we were watching the game at the Seagull on Saturday, and uh, they played really really well. They were underdogs even at home against Oregon State, but took the lead early. It ended up being close at the end, but held on. I think 38-35 was the final, and it was a big statement win for Washington State. I love the signs uh, before the game. Pack 2 championship. Yeah, Pack 2 championship. And the only two teams that are going to be left in the conference after this season. But after the game, let, I'm going to start with the coach this time. After the game, Jake Dickert called out ESPN's Lee Corso for mm. some comments that he thought he made on college game day that morning. Here's what Jake Dickert had to say after Washington State's win.
4: You know, I just told BJ to come back for year six. This is why they came back. Okay, this is much on them and it is on us and what we're trying to create because of those guys and their leadership. So we're building something special. You know, I think nationally there's a you know there's a lot of noise out there. I mean, I caught something this morning and I was just watching game day. You know, and Corso comes on and he says, you know, the no-one-watches bull. You know, and I don't really understand that. What's the merit once again? Because the facts say people watch the Cougs. And the people watch the Cougs more than every team that's left over in the Big 12. Okay, so I, you know, Coach Corso, he's at the point now where they just, they give him the sheet and he, you know, he reads off of it and they try to make a joke, but it didn't even, didn't even make sense. It, it didn't make sense
3: because you
1: um, misheard. Well, that's yeah, he, the, said, he said it's no one, the no-one-watches bowl. Like no one watches Washington State or Oregon State, right, but he but in that's fact said, that's not what we think Lee Corso said now Lee Corso is uh like Lou Holtz you know elderly he gets a little bit on the uh, garbled on the words yeah, sometimes He's old he had a stroke but listen and tell me what you think Lee Corso actually said.
3: In nobody-wants-us-bowl. In the nobody-wants-us-bowl. Wants-us-bowl. Right. In the nobody-wants-us-bowl. In the nobody wants us bowl. In the nobody wants bowl guys. Yeah, so nobody wants
1: them because, because they they're left without a confidence. Yeah. Nobody
3: a wants it. All guys. the other... Washington <laughs> State or... beats Oregon
1: State. All the other teams he, in the Pac-12, he picked Washington he picked them State to win. By the way, all the other teams in the Pac-12 were wanted either by the Big Ten or the ACC or the Big Watch Twelve. Four guys, <laughs> but Washington State and Oregon State were not wanted, and they were left over alone in the Pac-12. I think that's the point he was trying to make. Yes. It's the But no, when you the, say the, war, Washington, then I guess war us no. is also was, sounds I, like I was watches. watches us. I was
3: watching live. State. Beach, State. I, I was watching live, he's old, he had a stroke. You're <laughs> <laughs> really Again, it's the Lou Holtz thing. Again, like you guys are grown like leaders of men. Like I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's asleep. Or he's at an early bird or a late bird. I don't I mean, he's dead asleep. Ryan, dead asleep. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the he world. He never said you shouldn't be proud to be from Ohio. Just the weirdest. I get. Yeah, do what you need to do. Michael Jordan used to make up stories. <laughs> My, Michael Jordan would say, "Oh, that guy told me that I was terrible," and the guy's like, "I never said that." <laughs> you do what you gotta do, I guess. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never say that to Michael Jordan. And uh, maybe he didn't say it. <laughs> it's like okay, but again, if you're gonna go after him, you got you got to get it right. It's embarrassing to go up and be like, I can't believe he said it's the nobody wants uh, the nobody watches bowl. He would never say that. He knows, and then he picked you to win. So you
1: got to think it through a little well, bit. Well, I mean, he's also on ESPN. They're they don't want people to think no one's watching. They, well, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, it's nobody wants us. They're disrespecting us by not wanting us, no. even though they're two really good teams they in are. Oregon State and Washington State. Isn't it priceless?
3: All of the Pac-12 teams playing absolutely lights out right now. Lights <laughs> what out. they're now
1: uh, four in the top ten? I yeah. mean, best season of the Pac-12 when, in, dec- in when, decades. When has that happened?
3: When was never, the last time never that happened? Never? Man. So, I mean, the, the landscape of college football obviously has changed. A lot of it falls on the a lot of it a lot of it falls on money you know there there are certain teams I asked Ben this this morning off the air because I was unfamiliar so Washington State Ben they, it's this is not a case of them overplaying their hand waiting for a better offer and then they got left out in the cold correct
1: correct they no they, one they, asked, had, no, they had no offers nobody wanted them in the big Ten or the big 12 or the ACC nobody wanted them and nobody wants this bowl yeah that's tr- very true. No one wants them, and everyone else left them and that's, that's alone. A, and that is a massively hard pill
3: for that head coach to swallow, and I am sympathetic as hell to that. And I, I do think, but again,
1: if you're going to go after it But it's market size and geography. Not, correct. Not necessarily. Not it's not an indictment of your team. program. It's just you're in Pullman, Washington, and it doesn't really make sense for the the Big 12 based out of Texas to start adding schools from the Pacific Northwest.
3: I think their rebuttal would be, but mid, you know, California's fine. Right. You know what I mean? And it's you're talking about an extra couple of hours or something. But I don't know, man. It's, um, the co- you know, college football landscape has changed. We're going to fight against it until next year when it all gets started. Everyone's going to be on board. And there will be some of those outliers, Ben. And it's, it's a bummer. Uh, it's like I told a... a, a fan on twitter this weekend i said hey man i get it I'm, I'm sympathetic to you just win football games and it eases the sting a little bit this
1: segment of Ben woods is brought to you by the golf mart we'll get back to the Padres uh, news the speculation is bob melvin out one way or another here at the end of the season that's coming up at the bottom of the hour up next though there was only one moment yesterday that actually caused me i was watching with my son caused me to scream at my television yesterday let you know what it was when we come Joy back. Joy or pain? Pain. Pain, okay. Screamed at my television, what are you doing? What are you doing? Next, with Ben and Woods after traffic on Save ninety-seven that. through The Fan. Save that.
3: Benny, I'm seeing a lot of the uh, sentiment about college football in the NFL this year, and I think if if ratings go up around here, I mean, we're certainly talking more about it than we ever than we ever did last year. It was an afterthought for us. I think the Padres are to blame. I really do. I think I think the Padres really not being in the race uh, at all the last month or so has has pushed people away. like I still. Watched the Padre games, but honestly, kind of in between NFL games and in between uh, college football games on Saturday. Um, and Friday night, I came home and watched it. But honestly, I, I'm finding and seeing a lot more interest in, in what's going on well, in, in football. You
1: know, sports fans want to talk about what's interesting that people are talking about. And Last year, I I was stunned how little football we talked. I mean, it was like until, until November, m- essentially. Even, even
3: then, it was still light, and we felt so weird doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was very, but very yeah, odd.
1: because the Padres are in a completely different place. It you know it it grabs your attention. But what we're really looking for is just compelling stories. Sure. And there's, there's been, been, been no shortage. There's been so many compelling stories from, from Dion. And what's going on in the NFL. We haven't talked a ton about the NFL yet, but we will get into it as well. We're going to talk about whatever's interesting. What's going on. Sports or not sports? You know what's interesting to me? And I think I know where you're going with your
3: screaming at the <laughs> television. You know what's interesting to me? Is that my friend Ben Higgins and your friend, Paulie, and your friend listening. He is your friend. This man hate watches the Los Angeles Chargers oh, like yeah. no one's business. He
1: was texting us during the game. He's hate watching. Right, I'll be fair. I was watching Red Zone and obviously the Chargers popped up. It's the morning game. I love Red Zone in the morning's great. Phenomenal.
4: Afternoon yeah, 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 yeah. It's the morning games. It's the morning
1: games, though. The red zone is an incredible invention.
4: Bro, those last like four minutes of their three games going back and forth all simultaneously—it yeah. was yeah. incredible. The electric. Scott Hansen <laughs> electric.
1: does a, a really phenomenal job in what is a difficult task. I'm always impressed as a sportscaster. He's brilliant. Watching him bounce from game to game and and have a semblance of an idea of what's going on in all of them. Names of key players that are making plays, kind of either at his fingertips or just drawing on his knowledge of the NFL. He does a a really great job, and as Paul said, getting to the nitty-gritty in all these games in the mornings. And, of course, one of them was the Chargers at the Vikings. And, yes, I have one real rooting interest in the NFL, and that is I don't want to see the Chargers lift a Lombardi trophy in Los Angeles, ever. I really don't. It, it It would just eat at my... Yeah, I just would don't want to see it, so I cheer against them. Hard, but not like all three hours of every game. I don't, but when it gets down to the end, and hey, it's the game is on the line. Yeah, I wanted to fall flat on their face. I really do. That's how I feel. And they had a chance to charge her it up again yesterday, oh big time. <laughs> I flipped over. They were they were winning
2: pretty yeah, handily. The they were up double
1: digits again. Yep, and uh, I, I flipped away, and
3: I turned back, and Minnesota has the lead. And I'm like, what just happened while I was gone? Two
1: quick touchdown drives, but then the Chargers came back and scored again. So it's 28-24. Minnesota has a chance to go down and score. End up getting stopped on fourth down with, I don't know, about two and a half, three minutes to go. But they still have timeouts left, so they can get the ball back with a defensive stop. Comes down to fourth and one. Chargers are at their own 20. Everyone's going, well, you got a punt. You did it. Brandon Staley goes for it from deep in his own territory, knowing if they don't Four points. they don't make it, they have given them the shortest of short fields, oh a 20-yard field to go and score a touchdown and beat them. And I actually, I know people were lighting up Brandon Staley for the decision. I don't hate the decision to go for it. I hated the play call, though. I mean, if I was a Chargers fan, you mean you're going to put this entire game On a slow-developing handoff run play up the middle. The one thing that every defense is obviously looking for first on a fourth and one. And the Vikings blew it up, was definitely short by a half yard, and they took over with a chance to win it at the two-minute warning. Down four. 20 yards to go to win the game. I could not believe it. And again, if you... I'm
3: sorry. Like, you have to punt the football away there. You have to. You have to make Kirk Cousins beat you by going 80 yards, not 20. You cannot go for that there. You just can't.
1: I think, to be fair, had they made it, everyone would have hailed Brandon Staley as a risk-taking, gutsy head coach. But because he missed it, everyone says, you have to punt. You're an idiot. Well, the Vikings get the ball back. They need 20 yards to score. The Chargers defense steps up again. They force fourth down. With about what, forty five seconds or so to go. So they absolutely need to get it inside the like the ten or somewhere to get that first down. And Kirk Cousins comes up with the play, there's no timeouts left, throws it over the middle, it's caught. They're inside the ten. They've got the first down. There's like thirty six seconds left on the clock. And I am yelling, Okay, you gotta go you gotta spike it. it. You gotta you gotta clock it, get down there quickly, you'll have Three plays to score a touchdown and win the game with 30 seconds left. you got plenty of time. Instead, you see Kirk Cousins put his hands to his ears on his helmet, like listening for a play from the the offensive coordinator, from the sidelines, and he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. Vikings fans, (laughs) I'm sorry, Vikings fans, (laughs) I'm glad you're into the game, are screaming their heads off, but their own player can't hear the play call. Hold on,
3: though.
1: Hang on. Kirk Cousins has been in the league
3: since 1979. Kirk Cousins knows I got to clock this ball. Well, that, everyone but, on the team should have known. But, we're clocking but that's this not ball. what
1: Kevin O'Connell. That's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to run a quick play to catch the Chargers, you know, without a defensive change and try to score quickly. That was a coaching decision and a bad one. A bad one by Kevin O'Connell. I love you know I love Kevin. Terrible coaching decision because they couldn't get the play in. Eventually, after 24 seconds, run off the clock. So they go from like 36 to like 13 when they finally snap this ball. Cousins never got the play, so he had to just call his own play. Ends up throwing it into the end zone. It's tipped. It's intercepted by Kenneth Murray Jr., and the game is over even had it had been incomplete, you cost yourself probably two more chances. You would have had one, maybe two chances at most left to get the ball into the end zone. It was just an utter and complete failure that caused me to scream at my television. Clock it! Clock it! What are you yeah, doing? What are you doing? You well, let the clock tick, 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 as the game is about to expire and you're down four.
3: I had the I had the Vikings in a pick'em. It was a pick'em game, and I thought, all right, they're at home, they're desperate to win. And uh the other, you know, listen, if you're a Charger fan, you're like, maybe things have changed for us because I mean Minnesota had an interception in the end zone. Justin Herbert with a terrible, terrible throw, hit the defender right in the hands. He booted it, tips it up. Touchdown Chargers! He catches it in the air. If you're a Charger fan, you're like, I'm used to it, that going the other way. It,
1: it was a can't lose game. The stat: teams that start one and two make the playoffs about twenty five percent of the time. Teams that start zero oh and three make the playoffs one percent of the time.
3: So my fantasy team is going with one percent chance. One like percent zero after three. Weeks. That's not good. That's killer. That's
1: not good. Killer. But I will say this: if you still, if you're a Chargers hater like me, Keenan Allen. At 215 yards receiving, 18 catches. He threw a touchdown to Mike Williams. Absolute career day, and the Chargers still barely won. Uh, Herbert threw for 400-plus yards. No, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The Chargers had to play perfect to beat a winless Minnesota team, barely. And it took a a head-scratching coaching decision in the last seconds to even... Pull out that win. So I'm not too worried that the Chargers are all of a sudden going on a massive run. They've got talent. They're not a, they're not a terrible team. I mean, most, most predictions had them as a playoff type contender, 9-10 type win team this season. I think they'll probably end up below that a little bit, but yeah, they're not, we were never going 0-17 and they did get a win yesterday. So I wasn't happy, but.
3: It it was staggering. That was was one of the best endings, I mean, depending on the outcome, but it was just a a really, really interesting football game. The Chiefs uh, absolutely rolled, took on the Bears. The Bears continue to just die. Uh, The Jets, the Jets. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Zach Wilson, I mean, people are calling for that kid's head. He was the second overall pick or the first? Was he Second. Second, yeah. Second overall pick. Looks like he has no idea what he's doing out there at all, not in in the slightest. And and their head coach came out after the game and said, he gives us the best chance to win. (laughs) They don't
1: want to think their season ended after four plays, but it ended after four plays, unfortunately. It's It's a
4: bitter pill to swallow. No doubt. No doubt.
1: And then Sunday Night Football, uh, the Raiders down eight, kicking a field goal. And never getting the ball back, as though their coach, well, we needed two scores to win. Yeah, but you only needed one and a two-point conversion to force overtime. That gives you a chance to win, at least at the end. They never get the ball back. Steelers end up winning that game. Josh McDaniels may be a good offensive coordinator, but he is continuing to show that head coaching seems to be beyond his grasp a little bit.
3: They have so much talent there as well. They have a lot of talent. Devontae Adams is great. He's unbelievable. My God, he's watching him. I only watched the first half and I fell asleep, but it was uh, you you look at it and go, okay, like the Raiders are finally going to figure it out. No,
1: (laughs) sorry, sorry. Uh, We'll take a timeout. Bob Melvin, it was implied at least in the Athletic last night, is on his way out the door, or at least wide speculation that one way or another. Padres will have yet another different manager when we show up to spring training in February. Talk about that. Is it the right call? Next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I
3: promise
4: not to-
1: This hour on Through The Fan is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is here and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra-modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit ashley.com today. We had the discussion last week about Manny Machado shutting it down. Wondering if we've changed any thoughts after seeing what Manny's still been able to do as DH over the weekend. We'll get to that and Bob Melvin's status after a check of traffic here on 973 the Fan. So, Manny clarified a little bit on his uh, potential surgery and injury status and the recovery that's necessary and it does seem as though it could linger into the start of next season. Yes. You know, the recovery, at least, you know, playing in the field seems like something Manny will not be able to do at the start of the year. Uh, maybe DHing like he's doing right now, but there is a recovery period. It's gonna last at least into spring training and quite possibly into the first couple of weeks, month of the season next year in April. We talked last week about you know, when was the time to pull the ripcord, get the surgery, get the healing process started sooner rather than later. Manny, just to be being Manny, said I am going to keep going out there as long as I can, as long as they have not told us we're eliminated, gonna keep playing. Had two home runs on Friday night. Both go-ahead shots. Two of his biggest swings of the season. Getting up to 30 home runs on the season. Padres beat the Cardinals for their eighth straight win, 4-2. to two. Eighth straight. I mean, the team that did not have one four-game winning streak all year... Doubled it. ...put together two in a row <laughs> when they finally did it. Not just one, but two four-game winning streaks back-to-back for eight in a row. And Manny was a big part of it there. You know, just even though he couldn't play the field i think just being being out there and clearly something that his teammates respect about him
3: yeah they said it as much yeah. in the uh, associated press piece this morning it's on espn.com if you want to read that but yeah they said as much to a man said you know xander uh to to summarize, just basically said it's amazing what he can do, uh, playing through injury. Tati said, yeah, you know, the guy posts. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal amongst baseball players. Um, you know, that being said, I, I don't know that my opinions changed much. Um, this year is a, a minuscule minuscule chance you're going to need a lot of help to do it um, I would not think less of him as a person or a player if he decided to pack it in and, and get the surgery I wouldn't have thought less of him two weeks ago if he decided to pack it in and, and get the surgery The season uh, has been dangling by a, less than the breadth of a uh, a fingernail for a while so I would not have thought less of him um, you know contrary there's a guy on Twitter that said oh you would have ripped him for quitting I Injured is injured. <laughs> you know. Like, quitting is not being injured. He's injured. He needs surgery. Let's get it going now. Manny Machado on opening day of 2024 when we try to run this thing back, see what we can do, make the playoffs. That, to me, felt more important than a, a fingernails chance at the end of this season. But, I, you know, I'm not him. I'm not him.
1: Um, My logical brain works kind of like you're describing right now. Why would you trade any games here at the end of this season for games at the start of next season, which will, of course, be meaningful. Uh, you're yes. at 0-0, zero and zero, those games it, it, will absolutely be just as important as the ones that are in August and September. If you can win more in April, you don't have to win as many down the stretch in September. If, we know if, that if, for a fact. If
3: this year taught us anything, <laughs> it's time for we us to take those games in April more seriously and not give them the there's still plenty of time excuse.
1: That being said... What has clearly been written about this year, Manny's status as a leader in the clubhouse, Manny only knows the one way how to lead. It really is. It's, it's by there. example and being out there. And this is this is his chance to show that. Now, you know, will that feel different in April if he's not out there and will he look like all right. Well, you could have been out here if you had made a different decision. Yeah, back I, in late August, early September of 2023, I don't know that that should be the narrative
3: either. And it will be. There's no question. It will be. There will be fans that say, "Oh, this is great. We're we're getting beat up over at third base, and we're not getting any production from third base. If Hassan Kim or whoever it may be is playing third base, and he doesn't get off to a scorching hot start with the glove and the bat, it's going to be. It's all going to turn to Manny. Manny is a lightning rod, whether he likes it or not. That's what he is, and you know, I'm not walking back my comments. I still think he should get the surgery sooner than later. But you know, if it's six to seven months, Ben, we get. I just want him back healthy. I I don't want to have to get to a point. I guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna need to lose Manny Machado next season, better early April than down the road by some lingering elbow. You know that that wasn't properly fixed and didn't have proper time to heal and rehab, right? So. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I liked the idea this year of hey, they're going to get off to a start and then they're going to supercharge the lineup with Fernando Tatis Jr. Sure. after 20 games. Yeah, it almost feels like we're going to go into a similar situation <laughs> next year similar. where <laughs> yeah. hey, and then they're going to supercharge the lineup with Manny back. We already know it didn't work they out so just well this year. Tread
4: water until Manny yeah. gets back. <laughs> You kill us, all of us. We have. I, I can vividly recall
3: us saying, "Yeah, man, just tread water until he gets back, and then we roll." We didn't. We never roll. We rolled lately. That's it. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I just. It's unfair to him. He's really damned if he do, d- damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. You know, he really is. I mean, unless he comes back immediately, Ben, day one, and starts raking again, it will be, well, should have gotten the surgery. We see it all the time in sports. We see it, you know, a pitcher. It's funny, man, because I've, I've, I've talked about it before. Everyone was screaming at Tatis for years to get surgeries and you know surgeries are tough on the body they are it's not it's easy for us to sit here and say just get surgery Well you get your knee cleaned out just go get it cleaned out get it done. It's a lot the rehab process is a lot they're, they're human beings after all um, but Manny has acknowledged I need this surgery I'm gonna get this surgery that's when I'm like, all right bro if you it's not he hasn't said I'm gonna I'm gonna look at some other options. I'm going to get a second opinion. He said, no, I need the surgery. If that's the case, get the surgery. That's kind of how I feel.
1: The other observation from Friday night is uh, Matt Waldron. I thought, threw by far his yep. best game. Two in a row uh, now you know, for him. Five and a third, just three hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts. He actually was getting more swing and miss and has uh, has moved to a, a higher percentage of knuckleballs. I think he was around like 40 to 45% knuckleballs. But most of the strikeouts actually came on the non-knuckleballs. But clearly, he had the batters looking for oh, the knuckleballs yeah. enough it up, that it made some of the other stuff more effective. Well, how, was... how good does that heat look yeah, after throwing it, those, those knuckleballs I, it, I bring it up. To, it's the first time I think I've ever watched Matt Waldron pitch and actually thought he actually might be someone they can put at the end of a starting rotation next year. We do this every time.
3: We just did this with Avalon. We just did
1: it. I know. We do this every I know. time. I had, yeah, had never done it with Waldron, though. I, I really know. didn't think... He was going to be able to get big league batters out, but watching him on Friday, I thought, well, maybe if he gets the right mix in there. And the fact that no one has seen knuckleballs in the majors for several years gives him a
3: huge leg up. And again, I think one of the things we said early on when he first started, he only threw a couple in his first start. And we're like, bro, throw it. And he's throwing it a little bit more now, and you're seeing how effective it can be. Again, we love to hand out the fifth rotation spot. We've done we it. Do. We've done it several times uh in the last few weeks. We'll see. We'll see what what happens. We've kind
1: of seen the other way with Avila going. He looks more effective as a long yeah. reliever out of the bullpen, valuable that well, way, but How about Nick
3: Martinez, man, coming in and yeah. and pitching really, really well out of that that, you know, mini starter role. Um
4: there's Either we're going to have plenty of opportunities next year. Yeah. Plenty
3: of jobs available. No doubt. And that's the thing is it's the more you can see from these guys now sets you up a little bit for next year to say, all right, we've got – what your dream is, is you have nine guys competing for five spots, and really three spots – and then what's left over can go to the pen, or they can, you know, continue to develop or whatever. That's what you need. You need you need nine, ten starters to make it through a season. We've seen it. We ran out of gas so many times. Uh, the 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 record the Padres had this year with using some of those guys from from uh, double and triple Putrid it was terrible. We had no depth uh, outside of that. So this gives you a little bit of depth. Hopefully,
1: you mentioned Nick uh, four solid innings again on Saturday night in the game that. Padres ended up going to extra innings in, and I, I tweeted in that one. It, you know, it wasn't the 10th that bothered me. That That's the one that I think fans like were focused on. Bob Melvin, why aren't you bunting? You have a chance to win it. You know, you finally stopped the team from scoring in the top of the 10th. You just need to get that runner home from second. Why are you not bunting? We talked about it earlier. You know, you've got Campesano up there. He's the one guy who really has been coming through driving in runs lately. I don't have a problem with the decision of Camposano swinging away after the intentional walk. Backfired, he grounded into the double play, and you ended up not scoring. That sucked. It's the ninth inning that bothered me. When they loaded the bases, they're down 2-1, loaded the bases on three walks with nobody out. Brutal. Bogarts grounds into the fielder's choice to tie the Tie the game. So now you've got the winning run at third, one out, and Fernando Tatis Jr. coming to the plate. Brutal. And I don't know... Where to put the blame here? Obviously, Fernando first. He's the guy who's actually holding the bat. A lot of people put it on coaching. Some people put it on philosophy, organizational philosophy. But I tweeted afterwards. I I don't know who to blame, but I'm pretty sure that if the Braves are in that situation, or the Dodgers are in that situation, and it doesn't matter if it's Freddie Freeman or their seventh hitter or ninth hitter up, they find a way to get that run home. And the Padres have not... Been able to do that all season long. Was and that I,
3: again that was against Helsley, right? That was against Helsley Who's in the ninth a- inning. The most—he's the it was, definition. of effect-
1: 103,
3: I think. <laughs> the definition of effectively wild. Throw some good sliders to Tatis. Walking everyone, yeah. but you can't lay off that slider. It just—you again—don't try to do too much in that situation. You just got to put the ball in play if you're Tatis, and and it, and, I, and, and, it
1: and I see a lot of blame on on Bob Melvin for you know not coaching him upright in you, that situation. In that, what do you do? Do you pull him aside? I don't know what you do. I really don't. Um,
3: he knows he's got one job. Get I that see. Home.
1: I see blaming selfish, ego driven players for not you know sacrificing for the team. I I don't understand he that. One. to win that game. I'm pretty sure he, that I Fernando know. Tatis Jr. did not. I I got to hit a three run homer. No, here. he no. didn't. No, no, I, he was I, just I, trying to put the ball in play to win the game. And and maybe that was the problem. Maybe you know he changed his. His philosophy too much, an approach to just try to be a good team player and get the ball in play, and it didn't work out for him. I don't know who to blame in a situation like that. You blame
3: the player, man. It's easy. That's on the player.
1: Uh, But I do feel like good teams, they they find a way to win those And we
3: have not won those. We have not
1: been clutch with with runners in scoring position at all that night. Especially the extra innings. The batting average in extra innings is, is truly... Mind-bogglingly bad. Well,
3: and and again, you shouldn't have been there. You should not have been there. You had plenty of chances that game. That game should have never no. been that close. Should have never been that close. And that was, you know, just a, a, another another way of the Padres' inability to ride any sort of momentum. Sometimes, you know, and that was one of them. You you had the game on Friday night. It was electric, incredible. And then last the next day, you should have pounded that guy, and you didn't. You didn't, and you got yourself in that position. And
1: if your argument that the Padres need to change managers, and again, Dennis Lynn writing that you know, the widespread rumors are that Bob Melvin will either be fired or will leave voluntarily, if you want to say the manager has a limited effect in baseball, but he can pull enough levers that your extra innings and one-run games are kind of a reflection on what kind of a job the manager did. I can't. I can't argue with you. It was a it was a miserable season on both of those counts. Worst in baseball in the case of extra innings. Now zero and twelve time for the worst in history with the Montreal Expos of nineteen sixty nine. Nice. And yes, if Bob Melvin had pulled a few different strings, I'm sure they would have had a better record on both counts. I just don't know that he. I don't know that he was like malpractice in pulling the wrong strings. It was like someone. Guessing heads or tails and just getting it wrong every, every time. single time. Yeah. Like, okay, what do we do here? Bunt or not bunt? Because the right decision, one time maybe to bunt and one time maybe to swing away. And you don't know what it is before it happens. So it's essentially you got a coin flip and you're going heads and it's like, oh, tails, we're 0 for 1. All right, I next don't. time tails uh, its heads were 0 for 2 and they went like that in the extra innings all season long losing like the 50 50 coin flips every single time yeah i don't
3: i don't know i mean i don't know Cam- they did
1: bunt sometimes I, it's not like they, they did, never bunted yeah, i know <laughs> you said the braves never bunt right they've never sacrificed right Padres did several times this year yeah, and the, even in extra innings they did the uh the the thing with Camposano i i don't
3: know his bunting acumen i i can't I don't imagine it's he's a hitter. I mean he's a good hitter too. So he'd been pretty locked in. I'm I'm fine letting him swing away, but he's got to, you know, he's got to do a job there too. If he does bunt, hey, by the way, it's not like we haven't left guys on second and third with one out plenty this season. Plenty. They could have walked the next guy. Next guy hits some double play. I mean it's then you gave away one of your outs. I just not a fan of giving away outs. Uh by the way, the caveat to that is unless it works <laughs> and and it really hasn't for this and team this call. year. Then it's a great call. But it just hasn't worked. And especially this team, where the offense has been so bad, you're gonna give away an out
1: for I, this offense? I, I, I only remember like two or three times all season long, where I truly disagreed with the decision Bob Melvin made. I think that's a small number for a hundred and sixty two base game baseball season. I really do.
3: Of actual decisions, not like bullpen I, no, management. Like
1: yeah. But an actual like, oh, I don't think I would have done that there. Right, we'll continue to talk about it. We've got one hour left. paulie has got some headlines in the Rhino Report. Sam Levitt's going to join us at 930. Sammy. Monday rolls on with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station,
2: 97.3 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,